Hello, and welcome back to our read aloud of The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. So in our last chapters, if you recall, Bright Bill had taken off, and Roz had found him at the robot graveyard. So Bright Bill was asking lots of questions about Roz and how she worked and kind of who she was. And so Roz was trying to explain to him. And then they decided to go home and they were, well, sorry, prior to that, they'd actually met the otters and the otters kind of told Bright Bill a bit more about his mom. And then they decided to go home and on their walk up the hill, up the mountain to get up to the top, they ran into the bears. Now, brother bear and sister bear actually attacked Roz. The mother bear came out and got mad at them, but it ended up where brother bear had fallen over the cliff and was hanging on a tree. And this was after though, he had ripped Roz's foot off and then Roz helped him and pulled him up. So now we're gonna read what happens next. Chapter 47, The Parade. Does it hurt? Bright Bill touched the smooth surface where his, mother foot, his mother's foot used to be. No, it does not hurt, said Roz, but it will be difficult for me to walk. The bears huddled behind the goslings and stared at the robot stump of a leg. Nobody understood how a foot could pop off like that or how Roz could remain calm. Roz, I'm sorry my cubs attacked you, said Mother Bear. Sometimes they're completely out of control. It is okay. You know how they are at this age. I can't thank you enough for saving Thorn. I promise my cubs will never bother you again. Isn't that right? Yes, mother, said Nettle and Thorn together. The robot tried to walk. She bobbed up and down on her uneven legs, which worked well enough on the flat surface of the hilltop. But once she entered the forest, her problem became clear. The smooth stump had no grip and it slipped around on the forest floor. So Ross tried hopping on her one good foot. She took a few crunching hops and then clanged into a tree trunk. A few more hops and then she crashed into the undergrowth. I'm really sorry I broke your foot, said Thorn, as he helped the robot up from the weeds. I forgive you, said Roz. Whether she was capable of true forgiveness is anybody's guess. But they were nice words and Thorn felt better when he heard them. It looks like I will have to crawl home, said Roz. Nonsense, said Mother Bear. I have a better idea. Mother Bear lay flat on the ground while her cubs boosted Roz onto her back. Then Brightbill fluttered onto the bear's broad shoulders, and when they were both safely aboard, the ground sorry, the group set off through the forest. The robot was heavy, but she was no trouble for the giant animal. Mother Bear strolled along as if she were perfectly as if it were perfectly normal for a robot to be riding on her back. They made quite a procession all walking together like that, and the procession became even grander as deer and raccoons and birds and all kinds of other animals joined in. Everyone wanted to see the mother robot riding the mother bear. The group wound its way past ancient trees and over rolling meadows and through babbling streams, collecting more and more curious animals as they went. It was the grandest parade of wildlife anyone has ever seen, and leading the way was our robot, Roz. But the parade couldn't last forever. As the sun went down, the other animals began drifting away one by one. And when the parade finally arrived at the nest, only the original members remained. Here we are, said Mother Bear, helping Roz down into her the garden. Now, wasn't that better than crawling all the way home? 
Oh, yes, that was wonderful, said the robot. I cannot imagine a better ending to this day. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was amazing, squeaked the gosling. My friends won't believe me when I tell them I rode across the island on the back of a bear. I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves, Mother Bear smiled. It's the least I could do after all the trouble these two caused. Her smile became a frown, and she glared at her cubs, who suddenly took great interest in a pebble on the ground. It was late, and it had been a long, difficult day for everyone, so the bears said goodbye and headed back to their cave. Brightbill and Roz stood in the garden and watched their new friends lumber away, and then the gosling said, Mama, do you think you'll ever walk again? I am not sure, said the robot, but I know who to ask for help. Now, go get ready for bed. The New Foot, Chapter 48 Mr. Beaver squinted at Roz's stump. I've never built a foot before. He stroked his whiskers and muttered to himself. There are really three problems to solve. The foot needs to grip the ground, and it needs to be durable. And then there's the issue of fixing it to the leg. I might have to consult a few friends. Will she ever walk again, said Brightbill? What's that? Mr. Beaver was lost in thought. Oh, no, not to worry. You just sit back and leave everything to me. I love a challenge. Mr. Beaver plunked into the pond and returned in a while later, rolling a large section of a tree trunk. Say hello to your new foot, he said, slapping the wood with his tail. Hello, new foot, said the robot. That's the spirit. This beauty is from one of the hardest trees I've ever chewed. I just need to make a few modifications. Mr. Beaver placed the piece of wood next to Roz. He squinted, repositioned the piece, squinted some more. With his claws, he marked off different spots on the wood. Then he put his big chompers to work. The beaver chewed and gnawed and carved up that piece of wood, turning it over and over in his paws. Chit-chat looked down from a branch and chattered through the quiet moments. This reminds me of a time I saw a fox catch a lizard by the tail and somehow the lizard's tail fell off and he got away. And later I saw that lizard got a new tail and now Roz is going to get a new foot and everything will be fine. The wooden foot took shape, and before long, Mr. Beaver was standing beside a beautiful carving that resembled a boot. He tried to slide it over Roz's stump, but the opening was too small, so he scraped one more wood, out some more wood until it was a perfect fit. Very good, he said, spitting out a wood chip. My friend should be arriving any minute with the next few things we'll need. And then, there they are now. I'd like you to meet Pumpkin, Lumpkin, and Rumpkin but I call them the Fuzzy Bandits. Three fat raccoons shuffled into the garden, dragging a tangle of vines behind them. Good day, said Bumpkin. Good day, said Lumpkin. Good day, said Rumpkin. You might already know this, reader, but raccoons have very nimble hands, and the Fuzzy Bandits use their skillfully, their skillfully tie those vines, use theirs, sorry, to skillfully tie those vines around the robot's leg and around her new foot. The vines caught nicely on all the dings and dents and scrapes. Once they were tied good and tight, Mr. Beaver threw back his head and hollered, Trunk tape! We could use your assistance! There was silence. And then three quick taps echoed down from the forest canopy. Ah, that'll be him, said Mr. Beaver, smiling. A very handsome woodpecker whooped in, swooped in into the garden. You called? came the woodpecker's musical voice. Indeed I did. Everyone, this is my woodpecking pal, Trump, Trunk Tap. Now, Trunky, we need some tree resin, the really sticky stuff. Can you help us out? Of course I can, said the woodpecker. You've got a perfect pine right here. Trunk Tap hopped over to a crusty old pine tree and pecked a few deep holes in the bark. 
Thick, syrupy resin began oozing down the trunk. Mr. Beaver scooped up handfuls of the resin and smeared it all over the wooden foot and the vines until everything was glistening with stickiness. And when the resin dried a short time later, Roz's foot was finished. This is wonderful, said the robot as she strolled around her garden. I'm as good as new. Mr. Beaver and Trunk Tap and the Fuzzy Bandits went away feeling pretty happy with themselves. They'd done a very nice thing, but it was the first wooden foot any of them had ever made, and within a few weeks the vines were coming undone and the foot was sliding loose, so they returned, determined to do it right. They found even harder wood and even tighter vines. They experimented with resin, heating it by the fire, letting it boil and thicken until it became an indestructible glue. They kept tinkering with their design until finally Roz had herself a wooden foot that she could rely on. Huzzah! Mr. Beaver wrapped his knuckles on the new and improved creation. I knew we'd get it right. Roz moved slower than before and she had a slight limp. But when she was back to her old self again, and that was a relief to everyone, especially Brightville. So I'm wondering, is there anything that you've ever done where it was really difficult, but you just kept persevering until you got it? I'd really like to hear some of those stories. Okay, chapter 49 will be our last chapter today, and it's called The Flyer. With coaching from his mother, Brightbill was becoming a truly exceptional flyer. He wasn't the biggest or the strongest, but he was the smartest. You see, he and his mother had started studying the flying techniques of other birds. They'd sit for hours and watch how hawks and owls and sparrows and vultures move through the air. Then they'd go up to the grassy ridge and Brightbill would practice what he had learned. Soon he was diving and swooping and darting and soaring around the island. The adult geese frowned at his flying tricks, but the goslings thought he was amazing. Each morning, a gaggle of them would wait on the water for Brightbill to lead them into the sky. And then a few hours later, he would return home to Roz, shaking his tail feathers and honking about his latest airborne adventures. Mama, the other goslings didn't know that the warm air rises. So I found an updraft and we spent the afternoon circling around and around and hardly flapped our wings at all. Mama, did you see that lightning storm today? We knew that there was trouble when the wind started blowing from the north, so we flew down to some shrubs and waited for the storm to pass. Mama, we just tried to fly in formation. We all took turns at the point, but everyone liked following me the best, so I led most of the time. Well, that's exciting. So it sounds like Brightbill's getting along better with the goslings now too. Well, I hope you enjoyed our readings of today, and I will see you again tomorrow.